Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Everybody doing it today. I hope y'all doing well. I hope y'all blessed. Uh, this is Phil Armstrong coming y'all uh, today on uh, September 18, 2012, and um, we're going to be with y'all for about 30 minutes, uh, just talking about. Um, I guess I shouldn't say just talking about because it is uh, very important to say the least. Um, we are. Uh, in the end times for sure and uh a lot of uh people in the world believe that uh, there are uh, many disasters uh, and don't forget the hollywood movies tell you there's many disasters at least coming uh, there's a breakdown in society we know by watching the public news or your local news that uh you know, there's a murder every day, just about, especially uh, when you get into the bigger cities. Uh, there's a good chance of a murder every day because there's so many people in the big cities. Uh, but uh, the breakdown in society is prevalent to our times, and um, I would not doubt it if uh, some of the normal people in America, your everyday people, uh, who are outside the Christian faith even know that there's something different about the times that we live. Uh, but uh, let's make sure we keep everything in perspective, they would say to you. And uh, everything normally gets better. Uh, you remember 9-11? That got better. You know, at the 911 uh September... 11, 2001, uh, everybody uh, fell on their knees and repented. A couple people repented. There were flags on the cars. Everybody was singing, God bless America. And then uh, in 2002, summer of, no more flags on the cars, no more God bless America, just life as normal. Um there are similarities to the whole human race of the cross and 
And there were two robbers and thieves next to Jesus on the cross. And we're all sinners. We're all robbers. We're all thieves. We're all criminals to some extent because we rob God of his of his uh, uh, vacuum pit hole he put inside of us for him to be able to habitate in. We are made in the image of God. And uh, when we uh, look at the cross, we see humanity at its best. Humanity is a falling creation because of the garden, because of Adam and Eve, because they disobeyed God. And the main parallel to the whole thing is disobedience. So even when he put the uh, put the substitute cloth on them, or the skin, or whatever he put on them to represent a shedding of blood, because uh, Adam and Eve were cold and they were naked and they needed some clothes, so God replenished them. And he also brought them back to himself, leaders to say, we are so used to listening to <clears throat> Adam and Eve from the secular world that they are, uh, to me, even at the best, uh, when I figured it out, uh, before I figured out they were saved, I thought they were going to hell because, remember, they were the ones who helped mankind go off a cliff. But God, in his mercy and his grace, brought Adam and Eve back to himself. I'm sorry, everybody. <clears throat> My throat is itching. Um, but uh, pray for me. Um, Adam and Eve were brought back to God. And um, the Messiah was channeled to history to come at a future time. And from Adam and Eve to their kids were passed on that promise that God will truly restore mankind to himself. And once on the cross, Jesus says it is finished. That means everything was finished on the cross. There's nothing else. We don't we don't pay for our own salvation. But what happens what happens is if you stare at the cross and you see those two crooks next to Jesus, they also represent the weed and the tares. The wheat and the tares will be separated at harvest time. And it's coming a day when the harvest will be ready. And the, the, the farmer will go in and he will blade out those good wheat and put them in his barns. And the tares will be burnt. On the cross, there were two thieves next to him. One said, get, if you're the son of man, get yourself down. And to the other one, he says, uh, the other one says to Jesus, well, yeah, he, he says to the other um, crook, he says, <laughs> the person on the cross, the other thief on the cross, he says, um, I, uh, I, we, are, we are sinners. This is an innocent man. He says, before, he says, could I come with you in paradise? Jesus said, before this day is over, you could be with me in paradise. So, representing mankind, everybody will make the decision. Everybody. Now, let me ask you a question. Even though the thief on the cross said that, and you're pretty sure some of the guards on the ground heard that, and some of the bystanders heard that, you suppose some of the guards came to Christ also at that moment? Yeah, could be. 
But the Bible says the majority of people, the majority of people will not be saved. But there is coming a time in the tribulation period when there's going to be a great harvest. And John said, I cannot count the number of people that were saved. The, the naked eye cannot count billions of people, or billions, a couple of billions, two billion. And the naked eye can't still count it. You have to actually do a census to count two billion people. So what is this? What is the cross trying to tell you? That there is a decision to be made. You got a 9-year-old, 10-year-old, 14-year-old, 17-year-old. Don't treat them like a bunch of brain-dead individuals. They have to make that decision for themselves. You go out witnessing and you try to force Christianity on somebody. You try to force the gospel on somebody. And then you kind of argue with them into the kingdom of God. Let the Holy Spirit do its work. Because that is going to be the fulfillment. That the Holy Spirit is the gentleman. The Holy Spirit is not going to force itself on anybody. The other thief on the cross could have said the same thing. You know what? He's right. But God wanted to get you a glimpse of humanity at its best. That we all are individuals. We all make our own decisions. We all will have to come before the God. He says, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It says, if your right arm calls you to offend, cut it off. If your right eye calls you to offend, pluck it out. Do y'all know that innocents go to hell too? He said, what are you talking about? An innocent person, a person who does not commit crimes, does not smoke, does not, does not drink, does not, does not listen to wicked music, does not sleep around on their husband, and not, ain't friends with those who sleep with their husbands. Those people need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. And it's going to come a time when the church will say, there's going to be people in the church that's going to say, why am I still here? Why did I not go? Why didn't I go in the rapture of the church? Why am I still here? Don't forget, because you think you're good. All is well, it is well. Everything's good. I'm good. I'm, I'm a decent person. But 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 Eddie Long, look at Eddie Long. I'm going to chase after Eddie Long. I'm going to go to all the, the, the articles. I'm going to watch his videos. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to shout. I'm going to scream. But look. Look. We're all sinners. Not that I'm justifying Eddie Long. Hey, I have my few laughs, too, with him. <laughs> but my point is that we're so busy down here looking at the preacher's slip and the Christian slide. And what are we doing? You get those religious Christians who go to church thinking that they're right with God because they go to church. Folks, God loves you. But he's not just a meeting place on Sundays. You have to have your abode with Christ daily. All day long, if you can. 
You may not have to pray all day long. You have a sense of urgency. Have a sense to pray for your neighbors. Have a sense to pray for your daughter. Have a sense to pray for your new job. Have a sense to pray for your cat if he swallowed a dog called piece of fur and, and got a big... You dog on it, you pray for everything. Pray without ceasing. Pray for your bills. If a cable bill comes in and, and you don't understand the discrepancies, yeah, worry a little bit. But go ahead and, and pray about it. Call the company and throw it and, and get rid of that uh, always sucking up, soaking in on the worldly issues. You're acting like you don't have a God. You have a God. You have a God that can handle all your everything. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow, worry about itself. Now he says, he says, Go, take care of your bills for today, and you don't have to worry about it tomorrow. Because it won't back up on you. You won't be late, three months late, two months late. Have a $500, $600 cell phone bill, which you don't need a cell phone in the first doggone place. You go to Walmart, get some disposable ones. Or rechargeables. What is your gripe, Phil? My gripe is that there is humanity. We must, out of everybody in humanity, we have to make a decision for Christ. And we must weed out, because remember, we're the harvest. We must weed out the, the, the things that will get us to look the other way, to not count on Christ. But look every four years to some Democrat or Republican running for president. Like every four years, they're going to save the country. And every four years, we come to the point of hiring a new president. The United States is worse than it was the first four years. And the first, the four years before that. You're going to tell me before, after Bill Clinton that, I mean, the, every year we look for somebody to save us from Bill Clinton, and then we look for somebody to save us from George Bush, and then we look for somebody to save us from Obama, then we look for somebody to save us from Romney. I mean, when does it stop? The Bible says, do not have your confidence in the arm of man. Every four years, we're going to hire somebody else to make the world, just the United States, just as worse as the, the last time. Quit looking for a savior in man. You can't tell nobody nothing. They try to convince you. Hey, well, we can just go here and, and do this and do that and, and trying to get your, man, I'm looking for Christ to return. I don't care if I was a doctor, a lawyer, or the governor of the state of Mississippi. I still want Christ to return. I don't want to hit no six-digit lottery and go to hell. Would you show you can buy me a gold casket? So the minute you turn your back, the doggone grave robbers come in, or better yet, the people who, who dig the hole is the very ones to steal the casket out? See, I don't understand the logic. I don't understand the logic of most people. You tell them Christ is coming back, and they, they're the most depressed people in the world and want to just sit here and slob and, and mallow and, and wallow in their, in their, uh, in their dis, disappointments in life. And then when you tell them Jesus come back, oh, that's another day from here. I just hope that my life was straightened out. How about looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, your God and Savior? How about looking for that blessed hope? 
Come on, looking for a savior. Cool. How about looking to, to so so in Daniel chapter nine, verse twenty seven, it says the Antichrist will confirm a covenant. And 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 in, in that in that chapter it says that Jesus' main purpose was to end sin. Ain't you tired of carrying around baggage struggling and sh- or wouldn't you like a glorified body? Well, we still got people to talk to. You know what? I'm getting sick and tired of people when they get on this online on Facebook and they're reaching people. They, they're acting like they're not reaching anybody. We get online here and we start talking to people, thousands of people. And it's as if we're not, we're, oh, you can go out to your streets and your neighbor. Well, you are talking to your neighbor online. What do you think this is? Don't knock it till you try it. Everybody you come in contact with, both digital or in the flesh, is still preaching the gospel. Ten versions. Let's talk about that when we get back. We'll be back after these messages. Shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto the ten virgins? <clears throat> now, keep in mind, I'm looking at humanity. I believe that this this ten virgins resemble what the preceding chapter is talking about, which is the tribulation period. But I also believe that this can be used for a dual purpose, which is still the church. So it's all of mankind even those representing the ten versions. Just like the thief on the cross represented two individuals, but it also represented mankind because God was dying for those two beside him. Okay? So it says in uh, chapter 25, it says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten versions, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were wise took their lamps and took no oil with them. 
It says, but the wise took oil in their lamp vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. And you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. And remember, keep that in mind. Jesus says, Buy of me, go try it in the fire. Remember that. It says, And while they went to buy, you figuring out the gospel. It's a little bit too late for that. At that moment, it is. Why they wouldn't? It says, while, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. <clears throat> There's going to come a time uh, in the near future, and this gets interesting because I'm at the point where I believe that uh, we can have things wrong, and it's a lot worse for the scoffers than it is for the ones who are said to get had gotten it wrong. Uh, so if Rosh Hashanah was not right, now if it's right, then we got another year. If it's wrong, then it's worse. Because, of course, you can have your post-tribbers come in and your mid-tribbers come in, and they're going to all have it wrong as well. Uh, that's why you get a reward for watching. Because think about this. If you're watching and you had the Antichrist show up and you had meteors falling from the sky, and you have poisonous water, and you have two, you know, one-third of the population dying and another one-third, and then you have this and then you have this, and the Antichrist goes in the temple and calls everybody to take a mark. And, oh, oh. You're not, I mean, everybody's going to get a reward because everybody's going to be watching. But a person who all of a sudden, out of nowhere, is watching, and out of nowhere, the rapture happens, then, wow, you receive a watcher's crown because you're watching. Now, the emphasis I want to do is the emphasis I already done before, but I want to say when the five versions, the five foolish versions came to the five that were wise and asked for oil. What does the oil represent? What you got? You know, have you ever heard somebody say, I, I, would, I want you, I want what you got. I mean, you're so happy, you're so full of joy. Uh, but in this case, could it be talking about the knowledge of the truth? Because if the Holy Spirit is burning with you, burning in you, and you have that oil, oil, you have that Holy Spirit. You know, you you understand the gospel, the gospel to you, uh, and it's understanding, and you understand, and you're living by faith, and you're living in the Word of God, and you're living in Jesus' name, and you're living in Jesus' blood, and you understand, 
And then you get this other person who come up to you and say, well, I see what's on TV, the wars and all of this stuff, the whole world's going to hell, heck in the handbasket. Uh, Can't you tell me what's going on? You have relatives calling you because you're a Christian, and then you try to explain to them, but what they're doing is they're, you want to help them, but, and, and not, that's not what I'm saying. You want to help them, but when the person's saying go and figure it out for yourself, there's a time when you have to be perfect. You have to make sure that your oil's burning. So if your oil's still burning, but you don't want it to go out, if if you're trying to explain to somebody else, and, and it gets and it's, and it's like they they not they listening, but they're not really listening because they're saying, "Well, I saw that on the movie. Well, this is what I heard. Some, somebody told me this, and and somebody told, yeah, uh, and then you're like, shut up. There says the Lord." This is what's happening, and they're sucking and they're draining from you, and you're willing to put yourself out there, but does the Bible tell you? After a while, you're going to have to say, you know what, man? Here's the Bible. Here's what I know. Go. And if it's, and if they go, and if it's not genuine, they're going to get left behind. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear. So, in Revelations, in Revelations, it talks about the fearful will not enter the kingdom of God. So if, if it's the last moments of time and, 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 and you know, things are happening, World War III is happening, the stock market is collapsing, blah, 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 and all this stuff is happening, and your relatives are calling you, and people are asking you questions, and you are, you are, you're, you're in the military, and the soldiers are asking, and they're sucking, and you're trying to get in the corner by yourself and say, Lord, I want to be ready. Just make sure I'm ready. Now, I'm not trying to say so, be selfish. That's not what I'm saying. Is you spent all your time, you spent the last six years, you spent the last three years, you spent the last year, you spent the last 20 years preaching the gospel to these same people who will not listen. See, they seek after a sign. Well, I need the, the World Trade Center to blow up, and I need to, the nuclear bombs to go off in five major cities, and this is what I, I'll get ready when it's time. Well, when is it time? We don't even know when it's time. I'll get ready when I hear the trumpet sound. You won't get, get ready when the trumpet sound because he's going to take us at the truth on the line. What the heck are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Oh, uh, uh, I'm a Christian and I'm a watcher, but Jesus didn't come back two years in a row like we thought he was, so I'm going to go and play. Okay, okay, Mr. Servant. What are you going to do, beat the servants? You better get your act together. Who are you in? What you in it for? What what you in it for? You either love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, mind, and soul. The second one's like love your neighbors yourself. Be patient. I can see if it's a, a you know a, a child is getting molested and they, you know they go to Bible study and they talk about end time prophecy and the child comes home and the child wants to be out of this world. I can understand that. My heart goes out to that individual. Well, I could tell a slave, a person in Africa who's in a tribe and they're Christian and and they're coming after them every doggone day. Well, you know, harassing them and they want to and they're killing people in their villages. Yeah, I can understand that. But when you in the United States of America, now not everybody I'm talking about, not the ones who just lost their job. I'll be like, come on, Lord, come quickly. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a person who's kind of you know comfortable. 
and then I turn my back on the Lord the minute he doesn't do what I want him to do. Stick with it, folks. Now, the rest of my shows are going to be really encouraging, but I'm telling you around, stick with it. The, the, the reward far outweigh, the, the, the promises far outweigh the, uh, what you got to go through here. Far outweigh. Don't think he's not coming back, folks. He is. But God bless y'all. Um, be, be sure to stay tuned tomorrow. I'm going to do a show again tomorrow morning. Try to do it much earlier. Try to put it in a position where I'm just doing shows at the same time, at least once a week, all the time. And uh, God bless y'all. And, and, yeah, like I said, keep looking up, folks. Keep looking up. My show's going to be more encouraging in the future. But, you know, just keep looking up. And don't be wishy-washy. <laughs> Read First James church, first chapter. Don't be wishy-washy. Just, just keep looking up, folks. I encourage y'all to keep looking up. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. God bless y'all and have a wonderful afternoon.